welcome to Heat Check. This is episode five, and you are joined, as always, by Jackson Shade, Ben Kirch, hello, Josh Goldberg, hey, Daniel Bailey, hello, and Andrew Danielson. Hello there. And today we're going to be talking a little March Madness, as Selection Sunday was just yesterday. So we're going to be going over our basic brackets, um, some just talking about uh, our picks, things like we think will happen, upsets, things like that, who we have taken it all, how we have it going down, the typical stuff. I think I can speak for all of us when I say we're a little disappointed that Delaware didn't make it, didn't get through Selection Sunday. So, we were so um, close. Yeah, we, we were right there, but... Uh, Half to. Next year. Yeah, well, we're, yeah, we're going to take them down next, next year. year. So um, I believe we're starting in... The East. The East, yes. So with Duke there as the number one seed, um, I think I, sp- I speak for myself at least when I say that I have Duke leaving the East. And making it to the final four. Agreed. I I do, yes. I have Duke losing the Sweet 16 to Virginia Tech. Wow. Ooh, that is a, a hot take. take. I mean, I I think honestly it could happen. In a few of my brackets, yeah. I do have Virginia Tech beating Duke because I think they've had Duke's had a re- few really good games since Zion came back, but without Zion, they looked really, really vulnerable. And I think if Zion doesn't have an amazing game, they could still be really vulnerable. Or Zion just decides to take like a back seat in this tournament so that he doesn't like all out kill himself before he inevitably becomes the first pick in the NBA draft. Yeah, I think uh, that it, it's possible that Duke could be vulnerable in some of their games. As far as I see it, I think Duke could go out earlier than most team, most people expect, simply because as they start to play better and better teams, they are going to rely on Zion having a huge game. They. As I saw with Zion injured, they don't have the depth behind him that they might need. So I think as the games get harder and harder, if Zion doesn't play up to his maximum potential, they could go up earlier than people think. I think um, I also have Duke going all the way. I think Zion will play to his max potential. And I think when he's on the floor, Duke is by far the best team in this region. I also just definitely don't think they're going to be the team that um, gets out in the first round. <laughs> I hope not. Speaking Virginia, of the team that gets out of them, no, we'll get to that later. But, um, yeah, so other than that, though, some, some contenders. Um, obviously, we have Michigan State in the East as well, who most people would have going to at least um, the Elite Eight. But Yeah, I have them going to the Elite Eight, and that's partly because I have Maryland with the upset over LSU in the second round. Really? You did? Yeah. I actually, I, in one of my brackets, I have LSU um, making it to the Elite Eight. And, and then, well, losing to Duke. But I have them making it there at least, which I think I think is nice for them. I have Michigan State losing to LSU in the Sweet 16. So really? I have LSU versus Virginia Tech in the Elite Eight with LSU going on to the final. I feel like LSU has enough. I feel like LSU is going to have a bad game against Maryland. I don't trust LSU. I also think that Belmont, I know they still have to win their playing game against Temple, but I think Belmont could be possibly a good matchup for Maryland to upset them as an 11 seed. I have LSU beating Maryland in the round of 32, going on to the Sweet 16, beating Michigan State, just because Michigan State, I feel like in the last few years, they haven't been as, they haven't been as deep in the tournament. They're always a top seed, and they always end up busting really early. I mean, Duke's coming out of this group, that's what I have. Yeah, I mean, essentially, I don't see a lot of... Unless Zion's not playing, in which case I don't think that they'll... I think without Zion, Duke won't leave, because I don't think their team is that amazing. 
not like it's not all of that without Zion. Yeah. With Zion, I think that they have like almost no chance of not making it out unless there's a serious upset. Out of all the teams, I think Virginia Tech has the biggest chance of upsetting Duke. They have beaten Duke already once this season, so it could happen again. You never know. That's fair. So we want to move on to the South or the West? The West. The West. Okay. West. Yeah. The West. So the number one seed in this region is going to Gonzaga, which I actually I, I saw a, a piece of fact somewhere that was like, so the there's only been one time when the um, the number sixteen seed has ever upset the number one seed in in that first round, as we know of. Uh, <laughs> uh, but in the in the like the only other time it was close, like sort of close, was with Gonzaga. Where the other team, I don't know who they were playing against, but Gonzaga was like down at like close to the end of the game, and then they came back at the, like the last second to like to be up by just like a little bit, like six or something. So Gonzaga is known to be not known to be, but has in the past been very close to being the team that gets upset in that first round. Um, so could be a chance. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love to believe it just I'd, because I want something interesting to happen. Yeah, I do think, kind of like we were saying about Michigan State, Gonzaga seems to always be really high seed, and I feel like they don't always live up to their potential. I think a lot of that could be because their conference is pretty weak, and they yeah. don't play a lot of tough competition during the regular season, so everyone hypes them up for being so good, and then once they start playing other really, really good teams, sometimes they don't exactly show up. This year, their offense is ranked really efficiently, but at the same time, you never know. It could just be because they're playing not great teams. So we'll see what Gonzaga does. I think Gonzaga has a – I have them getting out of uh, this group. I think Texas Tech has a good chance <coughs> as well, but I ultimately have them losing to Michigan. I think Gonzaga is the best team in this group. As for upsets go, I see Murray State going over Marquette. Uh, Marquette did not have a great game in their last game against Seton Hall, and Murray State with John Murat is uh, is definitely an upset threat. So I, I, would, I would have them there, but I, I also have them Murray upsetting. State going much farther. Yeah, after I that. also have Murray State um, upsetting in this round and then losing it in the next round to Florida State. I have them. Win- I have them winning against Florida State. Oh wow! Making it to uh, the Elite Eight. Making or not it to, to, to the uh, to the Sweet Sixteen. I have them in the Sweet Sixteen. And then I have them upsetting Gonzaga because I because like we were saying before I don't like Gonzaga is not the Gonzaga doesn't live up to their hype as often as they should and then I, and then I have Murray State losing to Michigan in the Elite Eight so oh, that's how that's how far I'm taking Murray State with John that's, Morant that's um that could be pushing it for, I think for Murray State I think, I think this matchup will be really interesting I haven't watched either of these teams really play very much. But from what I've seen, it seems like Mar- both Marquette and Murray State are kind of led by one really, really good player. And obviously, Murray State has John Morant. Marquette has Marcus Howard, who's averaging 25 points a game. But overall, it seems like <clears throat> Marquette had the better season. They have the overall better roster. So as much as I, I want Murray State and John Morant to just go off and go on this winning streak and have all the upsets, but I feel like overall... Marquette does seem like the better team, especially if John Morant doesn't have an A-plus game. I really think that we're sleeping on FDU. I actually, I'm surprised to see that FDU is there just because they're just like a short drive from my house, which is kind of crazy, and I know a lot of people that go there, so it's odd to think. We could have been in this, but 
could have we could have been the ones Next upsetting story. the number one seed. Not really, but in the last twenty no, or in twenty nine of the last thirty four years, the twelve seed has won at least one of the first round games against the number five seed. I think Murray State's going to be that twelve seed this year. But then they're going to lose to Florida State next round. Yeah, there was a stat about what do what, um, you like about the five and twelve. Yeah. See, so you're yeah. talking about that only. There's only been like five times in the past. Last year like, was one of them. Yeah, in like the last thirty four years, where the twelve seed, at least one twelve seed, hasn't upset in a five seed. So that's like one of the more like uh, favorable upsets. Yeah. Weirdly enough, not even like the eight and nine. So do we have like a, a set team coming out of this group? Because it seems like we are all have different uh, people. We haven't really talked about it yet, but I like Michigan. Was, I, think, yeah. I think they're a good tournament team. Last year, I forget what seed they were, but they they weren't one they weren't one or two or anything. But they ended up making it to the finals. Yeah. So I think this I don't year think they were too far down though. I think yeah, I think they were like four. No, they're or still something. they're still top five. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think yeah, they I were like four. They did have Mo Wagner. Last yeah. year. They don't have that. And this year they basically replaced him with another really tall European guy. But I think most of the team stayed the same. They don't produce many turnovers. They're good on defense. I think that they could pull an upset on Gonzaga and come out of this uh, region. Just to clarify, Michigan was a three seed last year. Okay. I have Michigan making it to the Final Four. I have a few upsets in the West section. I have Gonzaga losing to Baylor in the round of 32. Your bracket's full of upsets. <laughs> I love upsets. I we all want to see our few upsets I, bracket. I try to predict as many upsets as I can. Um, then I also have Murray State making it to the Elite Eight, um, partly because I have Florida State getting upset by Vermont in the first round. That was one of those I was also on the fence on because I was like, Vermont definitely has the potential for an upset here. Ultimately, I went with Florida State, though. Then that would give Murray State having a game, having to beat number five Marquette, the number 13 Vermont, the number nine Baylor. So I could see Murray State winning those games to make it to the Elite Eight, but then they would be outmatched by Michigan. Yeah, speaking of, speaking of upsets in this Western region, I, ha- I have... For the I have the playing game that would be playing Buffalo winning because well only if St. John's wins because I know St. John's has a great basketball program I think they they would have the potential to beat Buffalo but if ASU makes it I think then I would have to change my I would have to change that response to Buffalo. I do like Buffalo. They won 31 games this year, and they score 85 points a game, which is absurdly high for college basketball. Most teams only score like upper 70s, mid 70s. So I do think they. I don't know who else is in their conference. Probably not a very good conference, but they do score a lot. And I think in college basketball, offense seems to be a better indicator of winning than defense a lot of the time. Can we talk about the first four for a bit and how they call the the real first round, the second round? Because I feel like the first four is really unnecessary to this tournament. Like most of the times, the team wins the first four and gets just gets destroyed in the first round. Why is that? Why is it there? I think especially for the eleven seeds too. I can see if they want to have the, all the sixteen seeds be playing exactly. games, but why are two eleven seeds fighting for a spot when you could just kick out? A worse team that's already a 16 seed or something. I don't. I also agree that that's weird for the 11 seeds especially. I would understand if it was a 16 seeds too because 
then they would get to play a meaningful game in the tournament as opposed to just getting manhandled by the number one seed, unless yeah. you're UMBC, of course. Yeah, it's definitely very weird having it being the 11 seed. I think that is the main reason why it's weird. I don't think it's like, uh, I don't think they always get um, completely demolished, though, because in like the last eight years, the the one of the teams from the first four has made it to the Sweet 16 at the least half of the time. The 11 seed, though. Well, I mean, yeah. but you, I thought you were just saying in general the first four games aren't. Like, I think they should switch it to sixteen. I think so if you're an eleven 16. seed, if you're good enough to be eleven seed, you should just get the pass. Well, yeah, it's it's unfair yeah. if you're the eleven seed and you have to do a playing game as opposed to the fourteen seed getting in for free. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you just like so if you know if you're better than all of the other teams, then it's just like why not have only the last position played out? That would make the most sense in my opinion. Mm. It's also odd that they only do it for like specific parts of the bracket if that makes sense like like how they it's only for the east and um the east and the west where they have these play-in teams yeah. but like on like on the other side of the bracket there's just team like the 16 seed is just like they're just there like that so like why is it that we only have it on the, i don't know this seems kind of odd but i feel like they should it'd be better to just do 16 for all four if you're gonna have if you want to have that first four mentality but yeah, I think it's just a way for the committee to mix things up. Like, it, like they I feel like they're they're actively looking for ways to make the to make the tournament more interesting and to get more viewers to watch. So I, f- I feel like I feel like yeah, it is not it may not be the best way, but it's it's something it's something to mix things up to get to something different for viewers to see. Also, something that doesn't matter at all pretty much but how they call the actual first round the second round I think is really dumb I think they should stop doing that yeah huh? I just call it the round of 64 yeah that's it's, what they should be yeah. calling it or the first round have the first four and then the first round first yeah. four basically a wild card play in yeah so if we uh spread over so I guess we'll look at the south well, also Gonzaga's coming out of the west that's my prediction forgot to say that earlier oh okay so looking over at the south I guess yeah we'll do south next um, I personally have Villanova leaving, but that's only because I'm a Villanova fan myself. Um, they were the the champions last year, so they are a, like I mean, like everyone would expect them to be contenders, but they haven't been doing so great. Um, not like awful, but like because obviously yeah. they made it to the NCAA. They lost a bunch so, of like, key players. who yeah, graduated I mean, or got drafted this past so year. So it's expected. You know, you don't just win consecutive cons- consecutively unless you're Duke. All the time. Yeah, unless you are Duke. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I for pure fan basis, I have them leaving this this side. But you know, obviously we have Virginia and Tennessee, who are the top two uh, favored teams. Uh, so. I personally have Tennessee leaving this group. It was really close between Tennessee and Villanova because I think whoever won that game would beat Virginia in the Elite Eight. Um, but ultimately, I went with Tennessee. Also, a little upset note: I went with UC Irvine over Kansas State. I'm pretty yeah. sure Kansas State had some injuries. That could definitely uh, prohibit them in that game. Yeah, I, I did. I did the same thing. For my bracket, I once again have a couple upsets in this quadrant of the what? bracket. Um, I have Tennessee easily beating Colgate in the round of 64, but losing to Cincinnati. I was in the thinking round of about that too. Then I have UC Irvine also beating Kansas State, then also beating Wisconsin in the round of 32. To ultimately lose to Virginia in the Sweet Sixteen. For me, I have I have Villanova winning the coming out of the, coming out of the region just cause, just because historically 
I feel like they're always some either close to the final four or in the final four in these in the last I don't know maybe ten years in the last ten years I'd say I just see them going somehow getting to getting out of out of the region and ultimate and I well for I an ultimate I'm this year going to the final <coughs> into the national championship. But, yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, I had a few upsets in this quadrant. I know earlier we were talking about the 12 seeds and the 5 seeds, and my upset for that was Oregon beating Wisconsin. Oregon's coming in pretty hot. They've won their last eight games in a row to win the Pac-12. I know that they lost Bull Bull for the year, which is pretty big because he's a really good player. My favorite. Um, but I still think that Oregon has the talent to do it. I'm not a huge Wisconsin guy either. Wisconsin's not a very good offensive team necessarily, so I think Oregon has a chance to pull off that upset. Yeah, I, ha- I have Oregon winning the round of 32 against Wisconsin for the same reason. Yeah, and I think this is probably not a very popular opinion, but I do think St. Mary's could have a good game against Villanova. St. Mary's did beat Gonzaga in their last game that they played, which That's is right. pretty big. Um, St. Mary's, they're also, since they're from a pretty bad conference, they seem to be underlooked a little bit, but I think that they're better than a lot of people think, and I think that they definitely have a chance to beat Villanova in the first round, and possibly even Purdue in the second round. Yeah, I think St. Mary's, like what you said earlier with them beating Gonzaga, St. Mary's is one of those teams that can be the Cinderella story and get out of this conference and go to the Final Four. I think that would, if I did another bracket, I think they would be one of my Final Four teams. I could see St. Mary's at least beating Villanova or, or getting out and getting to at least a Sweet 16. But I, th- I think Villanova, I think once Villanova turns on that playoff mentality and gets and really gets into it, I think they're, they can easily go off. The real question is, do we think Virginia will make it out of the round of 64 this year. <laughs> I believe, I, I think they will. <coughs> I mean, no one thought it was going to be UMBC. Gardner-Webb, they pose a big threat. Uh, I would love, love to see it happen to them again. Because that would just be great to just start that tradition of them being just a good team the entire year and then suddenly they just choke when it comes to the, the tournament. Uh, yeah. They usually do underperform in the tournament, but last year they kind of brought that to a different level by <laughs> not performing at all in the tournament. UMBC sh- uh, shot the lights out. Yeah, so Beat them I by do. Like Twenty. Too. Yeah, which is amazing. Uh, all right, so moving on to Midwest, unless anyone else had something else about that. Um, right, so Tennessee's coming yeah. out of this. Speaking of Virginia, I have them making it out of the South. I do as well. Yeah, I feel that. Unfortunately. I feel that after last year, they're not going to be willing to yeah. let that happen again. Because yeah. I feel like also a lot of times people don't, they take the 16-1 seed game very, like, not that seriously because it's just like, they're the yeah. 16 seed. It's like, we are so much better that this, like, it hasn't happened. And then, like, I feel like UMBC was just like, we're going to take advantage of that. And then they just, like, just think, destroyed them. I think UMBC last year, we're talking about last year, UMBC just got hot. Like, they're, yeah. they're, they just couldn't miss. That was why they won. It was great. I just, I don't think Virginia will risk taking a 16 seed not seriously. Oh, yeah. There's no way they're yeah. going to lose it I think again. they're going to play with the chip on their shoulder and play a lot harder than they normally would. They've been humbled. I, I could see them going really far just to try and show that last year was a fluke. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I, that's why I have Virginia going to the Elite Eight in my bracket. Now right. the Midwest. Yeah, the Midwest. So I are. have a real hot take. Oh, I'm ready. Uh-oh. Tell I me, have, is it Iona? <laughs> no, it's Abel Christian beating Kentucky what? in round of 64. I honestly I can't see that happening. I think Kentucky's too good. No, hang on, hang ready. on. <laughs> but you can please explain. I just I always feel that there's going to be a two seed that loses. I know Kentucky hasn't had the best season by Kentucky standards, and I could see them choking in the first round. That's just I feel it's going to happen. Now I should let you know that there has only been eight times in 34 years that a number 15 seed has beaten a number two seed in the first round. I've gotten most of the ones that have happened over the past few years correct. Oh, wow. So that's, I feel like you just that's pick all of the wrong flights. No, I always if you always one. choose the upsets, you're I bound to be right eventually. I only pick one two seed beating a 15 seed. And I know a couple years ago I got the Duke loss right. I think Against I got the, the Mercer. Mercer yeah. And I think, I, was there a two seed who lost last year? I think Duke lost... Uh, Michigan State lost recently. I don't know if it was last year or two years ago. It was ago. too long. Um, I know who you're talking about, I think. I don't remember really I feel, like, I feel like I got that right last year. The problem with this game is ACU has played one top team, and it was Texas Tech, and they lost by 34. I don't think they could. I, they're good enough for their conference. They're not good enough to beat a, a top-tier team like Kentucky. I just I just feel Kentucky's going to choke. Yeah. Coach Cal. I trust in Coach Cal. I mean, I for me, I I can only trust Kentucky to a certain extent. They they haven't been as as good as they were in the past, and so I I do have them coming out of the round of sixty four. But I have them losing to Seton Hall in the round of thirty two. Only only because Seton Hall Seton Hall is I know is like a really good has a great great basketball program, and like I said before, Kentucky Kentucky hasn't been as good as they were in the past. I just want to point out something interesting about that 7-10 matchup, actually, is Wofford's on a 20-game win streak right now, which is insane. I have them going pretty far. Yeah, um, I actually have Wofford beating Kentucky in the round of yeah, 32. Yeah. I, have, oh. I have them making it to the Elite Eight against Auburn. I can see that happening. I personally have North Carolina and Houston. I think Houston's also very hot right now. Yeah, and North Carolina is just the Tar Heels. Like they'll be good. Yeah, I, I have that too. I have Kansas going in to the Elite Eight. Speaking of more upsets, I have Houston losing in the first round. That's a very hot take. <laughs> That's just wrong. I'm not sure that will happen. You oh, never know. I could be State. wrong, but I feel like I I like Houston a lot. Do you have Ohio State. State beating Iowa State? Yes, I do. I do as well, actually. I I also have that. I think that was gonna happen. I have Iowa State being Ohio State. Just well, that's the favored one. That's <laughs> no fun. Well, they, well, they've been they've been surprising me the last few years. So, so that's why I have. Yeah, Iowa them. State has some good wins this year. They beat Kansas twice, Kansas State twice, Texas Tech, Ole Miss, Baylor, Oklahoma. They've beaten a bunch of these tournament teams already multiple times. So I I do like Iowa State. So who do you guys have moving out of this uh, this squadron here? Houston. I have. Auburn beating Wofford in the Elite Eight to go to the Final Four. I was torn between Houston and UNC, but I'm going to give it to UNC. I think they're a really good tournament team. They always seem to perform well. Yeah, I also have UNC and Houston, and then I have UNC coming out because UNC's been, 
UNC beat has beaten Duke a few times this year, and and I, I think I think that really shows something. They're both without Zion though. Both of UNC's wins against Duke. True, but but UNC still is like a strong team. They have they have a great coach. I think I think they always they always go pre- very far in this tournament. So I felt that it made sense for me. I have the hot take: Kansas leaving. I I love Kansas. I'm a Kansas fan per se, but this year they lost their two best players in the middle of the season. So as much as I want to root for them, I don't see them going very far without their two best players. I mean, fair. I'm just saying, if Delaware made it out of the CAA tournament, they would have beaten Kansas in the first round. I oh, well, definitely. See that. Yeah, no. I mean, if we were th- then Kansas wouldn't have had a chance. But now that we're not there, I mean, I, I personally have Kansas losing to Auburn. I also have that. I, yes, I have that too. I'm surprised you have Auburn moving on. <laughs> uh, so then I guess just moving on to our, our final four um, outlook. So what do you guys have going on? We kind of already really touched on this when we did each of them. but um, So just on the, I guess, the, the east-west side of the bracket, um, who do you guys have going into this, this uh, final four matchup? I have Duke versus Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga's going to make it out of there. I think Duke is going to win that game. I don't think Gonzaga can beat Duke. Uh, honestly, I don't even think they could beat him without Zion. But with Zion, they're definitely not going to beat him. So Duke is going to make it out of there. And then on the other side, Tennessee-Houston. Tennessee's a very strong team. Uh, Houston will be hot, but I think Tennessee will take that. I have Duke in Michigan in the east-west side. Duke, like, like we said before, Zion... Zook has been really powerful lately, especially in the tournament. And then I have Villanova and UNC. Again, like I said, three or I said earlier, Villanova has historically been great in the tournament. I think they could, I think they're going to go far. For East, I said I have Duke, obviously, like basically everyone else. Um, for the West, I have Michigan. I think that'll be a really good game, but I see Duke ending up in the finals beating Michigan. And then on the other side, I have Tennessee and North Carolina. I think UNC will end up winning that and we'll get the rivalry in the championship game. Duke versus UNC. Wow. So on the east-west side, I have LSU playing Michigan and LSU winning that matchup. And then on the other side, I have Virginia beating Auburn. And I have... Bold of you assume Virginia will be in the final four. He's made a lot of bold predictions <laughs> at this I point, just, so... That's the boldest one. You should see my uh, national championship one. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, I have, a, like, like a couple of you, um, Duke and Michigan in the final four, and Duke making it. And then I have Villanova versus Kansas, and Villanova going on. Um, so then I guess I'll just start it off. Uh, my national champion is Duke. Sadly, uh, I feel like there's just no way that they're not gonna. If they have Zion at full potential for all of this, then there's just no way. Even even with Villanova, the powerhouse that they are right now, um, I just they're definitely gonna take it. So that's who I have winning. I'm gonna agree with Duke. They have Zion. They have R.J. Barrett, who I know gets a lot of hate from this group, but I think he's a good player. They also have Cam Reddish. I don't th- I don't see Duke losing to really any team. I have I have Duke Villanova. Duke winning, obvious reasons, but and I have my final score is seventy to sixty-seven. 
because I think it's just going to be both sides are going to play very well, but I think they're going to manage to keep it close. Yeah, Duke versus UNC, I think the rivalry game will be very intense and close, but like we saw most recently once Zion came back, I think Duke will take it in a close game. I just don't see if Zion's going off like he has been the past few games since he came back from injury, I just don't see them losing. So. And let's see Andrew's Murray State champion. <laughs> I have Virginia winning it all. I feel that after last year, they got completely embarrassed, and they're not going to let that happen again. They Last year was their prime opportunity to win it, and now seeing that they lost it, they're going all out to win it this year. I think they're going to beat LSU in the national championship. I don't even have either of those teams in the Final Four. <laughs> wow. Not many do with the hot takes. I, I go for both. Heat check. All right. Well, unfortunately, that is all the time we have for today. So make sure to join us next week on Heat Check.